Okay. Um, so, hello and welcome. I am here with Kyle Peterson. And Kyle, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? <laughs> okay, thanks, Levi. Yeah, my name is Kyle. I live up in Ogden, Utah, right? Place I call home. Uh, I would consider myself a spiritual person, right? I am a Christian. I, I do believe in God and that, you know, we're here on earth to become better people, really work on that. And that's kind of our goal in life. And that's, that's what I firmly believe. Beautiful. And, and how do you know Star Wars? What is your Star Wars story? So I would say Star Wars started at a pretty young age. I think it was either four or five. And my cousin would always pop in the old VHS tape, right? <laughs> in the VCR. And this particular copy had all of George Lucas and all the filmmakers talking for about an hour before the movie actually started. And that's my first memory of it. I'm like, what in the heck? This is a boring movie. It's just two guys talking in a chair about this movie. Uh, but then the movie started, right? And I think the first one I watched was actually Return of the Jedi, nice. which is kind of backwards if you think about oh, it a, in retrospect. Any viewing um, order is <laughs> is valid. <laughs> okay, fair. So, yeah, I, I watched it with my cousin. And then I really started liking it when me and my best friend in elementary school I think the Phantom Menace came out and then the Clone Wars and we loved the Clone Wars and we loved the pod racing in Phantom Menace. And I, I do think we were that age group. You know, I was about eight years old, I think, when those came out. If it was, did that movie come out in 1999, The Phantom Menace? Yes, I think so. Okay, actually I was six, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we watched that a lot. And then he also had the pod racing game for oh, the PC. Oh man, that was the best. I, well, I played it on Nintendo 64, but... Yeah, same game, right? It's just, yeah, we didn't same game. It was just Nintendo. so fun. Yeah, he had it on the PC. And we had like a... What are those called? The joysticks, the big ones, where you could like yeah. push it forward <laughs> and then your, your character would go. Yeah, that that probably really put me in love with the franchise just because I loved the pod racing. I loved the ships, stuff like that. And then just other video games that he had. We had one called Obi-Wan, where your oh, Obi-Wan yes. is a Padawan. I think, or maybe you're just a Jedi Knight still, but you're following <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn around. And one thing that was really cool is the right stick on the controller was controlled the lightsaber. Oh, that's so fun. like you'd, you'd push it up and like the lightsaber would go up. You push it down, the lightsaber would go down. If you held right trigger, that em- empowered all of your force abilities. So if you held that in press A, then you'd do a super high jump instead of just a regular jump if you hit A. And we loved that game and then eventually <laughs> i think star wars star wars legos came out or lego star uh, wars yeah. the very first video game i played the heck out of that one and then the second one and honestly i i heard that they were going to make seven eight nine and i didn't believe it at first right <laughs> I, I, I i totally didn't think they were going to do a seven eight nine but lo and behold it happened it was a thing <laughs> <laughs> and here we are in that new yeah, new here world. We are. And I, I mean, I'm still a big fan. I enjoy watching all the movies still. I know, like the especially the prequels, they kind of get the bad rap. Uh, now yeah. the the sequels, the new <laughs> ones are getting the bad rap. But I yeah. enjoy watching them. I mean, for what they are, it's it's a good experience. Yeah, I think that I I've always been in the camp of any Star Wars is good Star Wars, and so. I've just I, I try to go in anytime that there's something new that's created, I try to go into it with the experience with just kind of an open mindset and being like Right. It it's just it is what it is and I'll be happy to accept it. 
And I, I mean, know just, that there are a lot of people that have a harder time with that, and that's okay. <laughs> but, like, let's just talk about visually speaking. Like, even, okay, I know The Last Jedi maybe is one of the more hated. There's there's a few that really like it. I, I think I'm in that group that likes it. Um, just visually watching that movie is amazing. It's like, so the special beautiful. Of, the special effects that they put into that, millions and millions of dollars, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, I know the story. Yeah. We could, that's a different topic, right? We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting but, distracted. But it, it's, um, it's still great to watch. Yeah, let's get back on track. Yes. Okay, so we are talking about Revenge of the Sith, and um, we are talking about it through the, the theme of patience. Um, so I, I always want to just start out by asking, like, is there anything in this movie that you were like, this is the epitome of patience or the epitome of impatience? Well, in a joking manner, right? They're going to save Chancellor Palpatine <laughs> on the uh-huh. ship. That's the opening scene, right? Yeah. Uh, they get on the ship, right? And they're getting the elevator to go up and it stops. And they call on R2-D2. <laughs> they're like, hey, can you move the elevator? And Anakin's like, nope, I'm bailing. And he just cuts a hole in the ceiling and jumps <laughs> through, right? That's the joke of patience, right? Right, right from the start. We know yeah. Anakin is not very a very patient person. He's, well, I think it's really, it's funny that Obi-Wan, because in response to that, he's like always on the move. And right. I think it's so funny that like, like he is impatient to the point of Obi-Wan just being like, yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> this happens all the time. So it's right? fine. And they even poke, they talk about that, I guess, in the Clone Wars, not to move away from that movie. But, you know, he jumps out the window or he hurries and jumps oh, in yeah. the speeder mm-hmm. to chase down that uh, bounty hunter. <laughs> and, you know, that like, is, that is flying. an actually... I, I think that it's it's really funny to me that uh, we always peg the the impatient one on um, Anakin, but like in that scene, like Obi Wan literally jumps through a window, like he jumps through a window and is, has like zero like, idea his... whether or not he's going to catch the thing. Yeah, what is his plan? Like once he gets through the glass, yeah. <laughs> and then Anakin's like, "I gotta go get a speeder, and I'm going to drive with my seatbelt on." And everybody's like, "Anakin's a stupid, impatient person." <laughs> It's yeah. ridiculous. And, and I, I think to his credit, he is a very talented kid, right? And I, yeah. I really generally deep down think Anakin's a good person. Padme even says it in The Revenge of the Sith. She says, you're a good person. Why are you going down this path, right? Like you would never yeah. do anything like that. And I, I do think he is a good person. Yes, he is just a little arrogant, a little impatient. But I guess that comes with all this talent that he has. He knows he's good and it kind of works against him in a way. I agree. I, I think that something that I noticed at the very beginning of this movie that kind of goes along with this um, poking fun at Obi-Wan for actually being the impatient one. Um, so Obi-Wan is um, flying in the ship and his like he has all the trouble with the droids or whatever. And um, I think very melodramatically, he is like, Anakin, just leave me, finish the mission. And I think that that's such an example of impatience because like, if he just would like calm down and wait for a couple of minutes, like I'm sure they could figure out something else to do. But, and so I think it's just really, it's fascinating that, um, I don't know, just kind of that balance between um, what we, cause we, we typically think of Obi-Wan as the patient one because he's like the mentor, right. but he also like, he does have those flaws. I, I don't know. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> did you know that that, so originally the first cut of Revenge of the Sith was supposed to be four hours long and the, oh, that lovely. entire opening scene where they're, uh, they're trying to save Chancellor Palpatine was a whole uh-huh. hour of that time in the cut 
Woof. I know. So I think to Obi-Wan's <laughs> credit, some of the things may have got cut out where he was showing maybe some good patience in that scene. <laughs> However, that didn't make that's, the that's cut and we will never know, right? <laughs> we will never know. Um, okay, so when I first went and saw this movie, I, I actually had not seen it yet. And I asked my friend, I said, is it like, is it cool? Like, does it have great lightsaber fights? And he was like, in the very beginning of the movie, there's a super cool lightsaber fight. So I've always been fascinated with the the fight between um, Count Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, and pa- um, Palpatine is there, right? right. And I, I'm just fascinated by this fight because it's the start of Anakin's descent into the dark side. And it's a really interesting, like... Um, I watched it more focused on Anakin through the whole thing because he's kind of the star player there and all of it. And even like the other players like Dooku and Palpatine, they're all um, there. They have this really interesting balance between when they're being patient and reserved and when they are being like aggressive and impatient. And so I just watching it like because you have Palpatine who has like he has this sinister side and he's trying to really keep that more secretive. But he gets to the point, you know, where Anakin is successfully um, literally disarmed uh, Count Dooku and um, and he's holding the lightsabers there. And Palpatine is this whole time has been patient. He's been conniving and really secretive. And then he like gets to that point and he's like, no, like do, do it. it, do it do now. It. And like, he just is so, <laughs> so excited that like, like he's, it's finally coming to fruition. And, but then you also have Anakin who is like, um, when Obi-Wan is like, we take him together and Anakin's like, I was just about to say that, like, let's go low and slow. Like we're going to, we're going to make this happen right this time. And, and so like he has that patience, but then later he also is like super aggressive towards Dooku and that's what allows him to kill him. And so there's just like a lot of those dynamics, uh, that I found really fascinating I, between like the characters and their right. fighting. And I, I definitely put that in my notes that Palpatine is actually the perfect example of patience in this movie. And unfortunately, he's the one, right? He said, like, for three <laughs> yeah. whole movies, this guy's just been sitting, waiting. And he's been waiting longer than that, you know, waiting for Anakin to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is this is a question that I also had about this. So Palpatine, he's been, like, waiting and being patient or whatever. But do you think that patience is equivalent to self-control or restraint? Like, do you think that those are the same things? Well, what I wrote, at least in my notes is that patience with a purpose is different than patience without a purpose, right? Or like waiting in vain is kind of how I would describe that. So when you Uh have an end goal in mind, whatever it may be, and you're being patient towards that goal, sometimes it's a little easier because you have, you know, you have your sights on an end purpose. I think that makes patience a lot easier. Whereas, you know, Palpatine had that. His end goal is I want to rule the galaxy. Yeah. I don't think that's a great goal because why would you want to rule the entire galaxy? I'd rather just rule a planet, you know, like Naboo or Naboo would be great. <laughs> just retire there. You know, it's a beautiful place. I don't know why you <laughs> Yeah, something. <laughs> but something I mean nice. he's got his goals, whatever. <laughs> he can rule the galaxy. Um, and that's his end goal. He's like, I'm gonna use Anakin to get my goal and I'm gonna be patient about it. I'm gonna take my time, I'm gonna do this right and figure it out. Whereas Anakin, on the other hand, didn't necessarily have a goal like he wanted to be on the Jedi Council but I don't know why he wanted to do that or if he even knew why he wanted to be on the Jedi Council he wasn't granted Jedi Master which I think is what he really wanted he really didn't want to be on the Council and I don't blame him that looks boring 
you just sit in a chair and talk, right? <laughs> but yeah, you want to be a Jedi master. And it's like, well, why do you want to be a master? Just because, you know, you're good at being a Jedi and you're very talented. Why, why, why will being a master make your life better or put you in a state of happiness, right? I, I love that. I love that idea. I, I think that makes me because it really is kind of the difference between Palpatine and Anakin, right? They're both very powerful. They're both very good at what they do, but Palpatine has a purpose and Anakin doesn't really like, I think that that's kind of the whole thing behind this movie is that because he doesn't have a clear purpose, he is easily manipulated right? because Palpatine is so able to be like, no, like, look, like if you do this with me, you will have a purpose and he gives him that purpose, right? His purpose in the end becomes to save Padme, which ironically he ends up being the cause of Padme's death. Right. But like, like that's the the whole thing is that he was able to be manipulated because he didn't have he, he didn't have any purpose. I love that. I think that's really, really mm-hmm. interesting. And, and um, oh, sorry. Go for it. I was just gonna no, say. Good. I was just gonna say to that, you know. I don't think the Jedi Council really helped Anakin in that. You know, they could have given him more purpose. They could have seen, you know, that he's struggling more. They didn't give him good advice at all, like that whole movie. No, I think and about I'm this thinking, all the time. You know, the, <laughs> the Jedi Council is really the ones who created Darth Vader. It wasn't the Emperor. 100%. Like, yes. I, th- I think that that's really one of, like, my favorite lines in um, The Last Jedi. And I used to think about it a lot because... Um, um, but like that Luke says that like the Jedi were the ones responsible for training and creating Darth Vader. And I think that that's exactly right. Um, and I think that that's what this movie shows is that like the Jedi are the ones that are impatient, right? Like they're the ones that are like using power inappropriately. And they're the ones that are, um, denying this, this kid, the things that he needs to be able to be successful. And right. And they give it to him and then they're like, so you can be on the council and it's really just a spy on Palpatine. Yes. We're not going to give you a master, right? Like, yeah. What is that? It's, it's really, it's really, I, it's really frustrating. But I, I think that, um, but like the Sith and Palpatine, like you said, they're the ones that are patiently waiting there. Um, I, I think that it's, it's kind of like, so even though the Sith are definitely evil, they are the ones who reap the rewards of patience. And, Sure. But, but it made me wonder, like, does patience always end in reward? Like, do, do you always, I mean, like, I guess you don't really have control over what that reward might end up being, but do you think that it always ends, like, is patience something like you're waiting for something and then that something comes? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it depends on what your goal is, right? If you don't have a, either one, you have a dumb goal. Like, I'm, like if I'm patiently waiting to become a billionaire, but I don't actually put any action towards it, then I definitely don't think it will. And I think that's where patience with action kind of comes into play as well, where, you know, if I want something or I want something to accomplish, I need to kind of work towards it. I can't just expect it to come to me. Yeah. Right? I, I really have to work towards goals or things. And I, I guess to that point, that's just kind of what I want to say is Palpatine, you know, acted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actively was working on getting, obtaining his goal and then he got his goal. No, I, Anakin, yeah. He wasn't really trying to do anything to get on, become a Jedi master. He was just kind of being arrogant and, uh, you know, I guess he had a wife, which he wasn't supposed to have. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that helped at all, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that that's such a, 
I don't, it, it really is, it's like a good lesson. And I, it's, that's what's like the, the tragedy of this is that it is a lesson that is taught through like a, an unfortunate thing that happened instead of a lesson that, um, that ends in like, this is why it's successful, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's, I, I completely agree though. Um, so something else that I thought was interesting is, um, so we're talking about how Palpatine has been waiting patiently and everything, but something that I noticed this time watching this movie is that the Jedi are rushed to end the war. So like everything that they do, they're like, oh, this will be like one step closer to ending the war. And I think it's really interesting because when, um, one of their main concerns is that Palpatine is like the position that he's kind of put himself in is that they're like, if he's in this position, he will assume power. And like in parentheses, the parenthetical text underneath that is, and that power will be taken from us. And so I, I, it's this really fascinating thing to me that like they're impatient to end the war, but when the war ends, they are still expecting to be in a position of power. And I think that that's one of the reasons that they, they fall and that they are destroyed. Right. It's a parallel with pride, the pride cycle, right? Yeah. You become too powerful, you become prideful, then you, you get destroyed. I, I just think that it's really, it, I don't know. I always forget how tragic this movie is, but oh, it really is, it is so. A tragedy. Oh, <laughs> it is it's a so tragedy. It's so hard to watch. It's like, really, oh, I, I think it's so. so good, but it's so hard. You know that scene and Anakin is like looking, he's supposed to be sitting in the council chambers and it keeps going back and forth between Anakin in the council chambers and Padme in like their apartment. And there's that really spooky like lady voice that's, yeah. And so, um, but it is, so it is Anakin's lack of patience to wait in the council chambers as commanded. Um, Mace Windu, right? Yes. Um, so, well, yes. So Mace Windu commands him to wait in the council chambers. Is it Anakin's lack of patience to wait there? Or is it the Jedi's lack of patience to engage Palpatine that is responsible for Anakin's fall? Because, like, if if the Jedi had taken care of Palpatine earlier, or if they had said, like, this is... Because, um, like, they, they tell... Anakin tells Mace Windu that, like, hey he's a Sith Lord and then they like wait for a while to go and get him. And like, had they just gone and done it like a little bit earlier, would this have been a problem? Like would Anakin just be like, and now I I can't wait any longer. And he goes in and like, Oh my gosh, Palpatine's dead. (laughs) Like, I don't, (laughs) well, we, I don't know. I just, we knew Mace Windu could take down the emperor. So I think if Anakin could have waited, I think Mace Windu, even though he was the only, the last one standing, I think he could have taken out the Emperor. Because he basically had him pinned, right? Yeah. And I think that's like the, that's another, just another layer of the tragedy. There's just so many things that, I think one of the reasons something is tragic is because you realize that if somebody had been a little bit more patient or somebody had been a little bit more impatient, that things would have been different. Like there, it would have been a different story and it probably would have been a happier one. And I just think that that's, that's so devastating. (laughs) It is, but it does, it does circle back. Right. I know Anakin needed to learn this painful lesson (laughs) and I think he does learn from it. It fills him with a lot of hatred, you know, for a long time, but then his son, Luke, right, kind of helps him complete his his arc, and he returns back yeah. to who one, he was. 
One of my favorite commentaries on this, and I don't even know who said it or if I just made it up, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's really beautiful that um, when you are, um, so when they are in the throne room in The Return of the Jedi and Luke is faced with that option, right? He um, He's like, I can take that lightsaber and I can cut down Palpatine. Right. And... Um, when Vader blocks his lightsaber, I always thought of it as like he was defending, um, like he was defending the Emperor. But another way to look at it would be that he's trying to stop him from committing the same crime Ooh. that sent him okay. going down that path. I like that. And so I think that that's really like it, that this really is such a huge impactful thing for him because he's like, like, don't do it like I did it because there were so many terrible things that came from that. So I, I just think that that's another, another layer, like you said, like it's tragic, but it also like, it's important that it happens. That tragedy is something that changes things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something I pulled out that's kind of, I thought was interesting as well. So Obi-Wan and Anakin, they are, you know, they're best friends, they're brothers, really. Yeah. Obi-Wan's his master, but the last advice that Obi-Wan gives to Anakin is to be patient before Anakin goes down the path. So he's leaving to go, and Obi-Wan's leaving to go take out General Grievous. Um, and Anakin's standing there. They're, they're kind of talking about, you know, he didn't let me on the council. He just wants me to spy, uh, et cetera. And Obi-Wan says, be patient, Anakin. One day you'll, you'll, be, you'll be there. And you'll be better than all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is the last, basically the last advice he gives to him Ugh, before yeah. the fall of Anakin. And I was like, oh. That is, that, I've never thought of that before, but that, yeah, that's, ugh, that's sad. really sad. <laughs> um, Another, I, I did some research on this because I was like, oh yeah, let's look at more parallels between Anakin and Obi-Wan, right? Uh-huh. And I will argue to the death that their battle at the end of this movie is the best lightsaber battle of the entire franchise. Oh, for sure. It's so, it's so cool. <laughs> I like, was hoping you'd have a dissenting opinion so that we could. But I mean, like, I, like, I understand the, <laughs> so like some of the the difficulties is that like, it's not realistic. Like obviously no, like, is. but they, but I, they I, choreographed that for two months and that was exactly the exact same speed that they were. Well, doing. no, yes. And I, I don't agree with but that, but I, I mean, part, I agree with that. I'm just, on lava blocks. Yes. I just mean that like, if you, <laughs> so like if you were in that scenario, do you, I really think that two people would be like spinning for a second straight before hitting lightsabers with each other? Like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> but, but like, that's the beauty of it. Right. The, the <laughs> lightsaber fight is supposed to be like this reflection of the story. And so it's really fun that like you get to see like how skillful these people are and you get to, and that yeah. makes it more impactful when like it all falls apart. I don't know. The only other lightsaber battle I really hear anyone argue is the the Darth Maul one. And I oh, really? I would argue that's not the best because one, we really don't know these characters yet, right? We don't really, yeah. I mean, we kind of know Qui-Gon, we kind of know Obi-Wan, but not really. We don't know who Darth Maul is at all. And they're just kind of battling in Naboo in like a, a hangar. And then uh-huh. this one where we're on Mustafar, right? With Anakin and Obi-Wan, they're basically battling good versus evil. <laughs> Right. Obi-Wan's basically fighting for the galaxy and Anakin is fighting, you know, for his pride's sake, just to defeat the Jedi. But I mean, even even on top of that, it's it's even more than good versus evil, because it's not like good versus pure evil. It's good versus sad evil. (laughs) It's like like Anakin that 
Something that I never noticed um, is that, so Anakin's sitting there and he's like looking over Mustafar and everything, but he's crying. And I, that was just so heartbreaking to me that like his fall to the dark side, like he, he knows that there's not a way for him to turn back or that's what he thinks, but he's right. also like devastated and can't like that. This is something that he, he went through. And I, I just think that that's really, uh, yeah. Hey, I totally agree. I, this, it's the best lightsaber battle. Like call, anyone <laughs> can really... call me and we'll argue it. I'm like, there's so much passion. There's so much beauty in that fight. It's just, it really, it's, it's really it's, incredible. Um, so I have another question that I thought of during this movie. So, um, the, so after order 66 and all the sadness of that, um, the remaining Jedi are forced into hiding and I also, so like, it's also, you could frame it as the Jedi, the remaining Jedi are forced into being patient, right? Like they're hiding, but they're hiding with, like you said, like with a purpose. And do you think that it is still patience if it is forced on you or is it like imprisonment? Ooh. Well, they didn't have a choice, really. I mean, I guess they did have a choice yeah, I, if I'm thinking about it, which I, I would think imprisonment would mean you really don't have a choice. I think that they consciously sat down on the tent at four, right, with Senator Organa. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to take the girl. And then Obi-Wan says, what should we do with the boy? And Yoda's like, take take him to his family on Tatooine, right? Uh, and then he's like, okay, I'll stay there and I'll watch over him until the time's right, you know? And Yoda's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to bail too. He didn't say he's going to Dagobah. I don't know how he came <laughs> across that place. But he's like, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to hide out as well until the time's right. So they... From that moment, at least these two Jedi, right, and Senator Organa, yeah. they're saying, okay, we have a plan. Until the time's right, we are going to help, you know, still. We're still going to be Jedi. We're still going to be mindful of our actions and making sure that somehow, I guess they're assuming that this boy is going to grow up to be able to take down his father. I'm not sure where they got that from. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... But we know with four, five, and six, right, that that does happen. Yeah. I I really like the idea. I like that because I've never thought of them. So, like, they're kind of forced into a difficult position, but they still choose to be patient. And I think that that's, like you said, like, that's where it becomes their choice. It becomes a patience with purpose right. instead of just being like, we're stuck with hiding and there's nothing else for us to do. Yeah, right. Tatooine, so I really, Tatooine's not like a luxury spot to go hang out for the rest of your life right i, I think obi-wan was i mean he looks like he's in like his early 40s <laughs> at that point i guess he's just not, ages hard <laughs> he's not based on canon right because i don't know how old alec guinness's character was supposed to be in, in, in a new hope uh, but you know yeah he's gonna go live there for how long in the desert like boring i don't know i, I, I wouldn't want to really so um and that's something that I, I really, really love thinking about Obi-Wan Kenobi in exile on Tatooine. Like I just, because it's like, it's like a hopeless situation, right? Like, like all of his friends, all of the people, like he's a part of the Jedi order, which has like a culture to it. And all of that is like gone. It's eradicated. Right. And he, it's just this huge, huge gen genocide. And he is able to be patient and stay there because of, like his faith in this little boy. Right. And I, I think that that's, um, I think that's also something that I, that is interesting is like, 
patience kind of can go hand in hand with that, that faith or hope mm-hmm. that you, that you're like, cause you wouldn't wait for something. You wouldn't be patient for something if you didn't hope or have faith that it would come to fruition. Right. right. Like, and I, I think that that's the, the beauty of, of Obi-Wan and, and that he, he learned patience. I, I think that it would have, he did learn patience and like, it could have been really devastating to be, um, to be like, he waited all this time for Luke and he finally gets to start training him. And then he has to like sacrifice himself and he just like disappears into the force or whatever. Like that could have been really frustrating, but he, he was patient and he knew that it was going to be okay. So I, I really, yeah. Obi-Wan apparently is the, the, the true character of patience right. here. Yeah. He's got the, the whole spectrum. I, I would, I would agree. So at least for the good characters, the good side, if we could call it the good side, right? I would say Obi-Wan yeah. probably is probably the most patient. I mean, I want to say it's Yoda, but I don't know if Yoda really, I don't know. I, I don't know if he really showcased okay. patience in the film. Yeah. I So something that um, that you said earlier, I just I just remembered it. You You were talking about how, like, you don't know where their idea to, like, use Luke and Leia to destroy Darth Vader or whatever. And, um, but I, it's, it's interesting that like, they don't, they don't have a plan for Luke and Leia, but in their patience and like in their exile, when they're thinking about things, I think that that's when it comes to them that they're like, oh my gosh, like maybe these kids are the ones that are going to be able to like restore balance and figure things out or whatever. Maybe they felt something with the force to that as well. Like the kids being born, they knew he, they came from Anakin as well. I wonder if they pulled any of that out, but yeah, definitely patience was a factor. And if you think about Obi-Wan went and lived, he became Ben Kenobi, right? Lived on Tatooine for how old's Luke? Like 18 or so in the movie. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's basically with Luke for two days or so, you know? So he was patient for 18 years just to spend two days with the boy and then be struck down by Darth Vader. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, that's patience. You ask me, <laughs> like, two days. In the future, we'll have two days together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely agree. It's it's a really impressive showcasing of that talent. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I have, a, I have a trivia for you. Oh, go for it. What is the first line that Ben Kenobi says to Luke? in the film a new hope to luke or just the first line in general i guess the first line he says first line he says is it's a hello there (laughs) (laughs) is that right yes (laughs) i went down this rabbit hole yesterday i was like because i I think the revenge of the sith is the most quotable star wars there is i i I, I think it is (laughs) And, you know, I was like, there's a whole YouTube series on Hello There. And <laughs> I looked it up. It's like, why does Obi-Wan say Hello There? And one of them was saying, one, it's a callback to Alec Guinness saying Hello There. Because uh-huh. Obi-Wan asked for all of the source material from, like, A New Hope with Alec Guinness for to prepare mm-hmm. for his role. And when I said, I mean, cute. Ewan McGregor, not Obi-Wan, <laughs> but uh, Ewan McGregor <laughs> did that. Uh, he watched all the Alec Guinness, you know, tapes or film or whatever it was just to learn how to do that. And then his, his line in there is, hello there. But I guess in the Clone Wars as well, General Grievous says it to Obi-Wan. Yes, there. yeah, there's a joke about that too. That <laughs> and that's a different story. But yeah. 
Yeah. I, um, I always think it's so funny. Um, oh, what is the line? It's something that Anakin says, and I always laugh at it because it's so, like, I, I don't know. It's just hilarious to me. Is it his acting of it, or is it what <laughs> he says? Is there a difference? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, have, I wrote down all my favorite quotes. Um, <laughs> well, let's hear some. <laughs> well, I have the, uh, the Emperor's do it. And then I have... The best. <laughs> I, I kind of got a, a Mr. Rogers feel a little bit from <laughs> the Emperor at one point. So, Stop. So, you know, they're they're sitting watching the weird bubble show. I'm not sure what that was. There's just all these big bubbles. Uh-huh. And he's, like, talking to him about Darth Plagueis the Wise and etc. But they're talking about how Anakin's... He, like, he's... Palpatine questions him. He says they sent you to spy on me or something. But right before that, he's like, they made you, or they want you to do something you feel uncomfortable with, don't they? (laughs) And his like voice, like the way he says it, I'm like, is this, it's like Uh Mr. Rogers right now. Like he's, I mean, he's being a mentor. He's being nice to Anakin. So that's why he's appearing. I don't want to put Mr. Rogers in the same category, but I just thought that was funny. Uh, But in that, that is, it does have kind of the same lilt to it. Right. They made you feel uncomfortable, didn't they? Well, let's talk about your feelings. Uh, but in that same conversation, the very last thing he says while he turns his head very slowly towards Anakin is not from a Jedi, right? <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was a funny line. I don't know. You do a pretty impressive impersonation. I think it's always funny to me, like as Anakin, like. I, I know that, like, we're the audience, and so we're privy to more information, but, like, Palpatine says a lot of creepy things, and, like, you would really think that Anakin would be, like, every once in a while, he'll just turn and look at me really slowly, and I get all cold and sick feeling inside, but he's my best friend. <laughs> he especially gets creepy once after the Mace Windu scene, right, and he becomes oh, the Emperor yeah. again, and he's like, good. And I'm like, dude, knock it. There's, I always think it's so um, wild. If you listen really closely, like his voice goes through like these really weird changes when he says that good really long. (laughs) It's really spooky. There's raspiness, but Um, there's also not raspiness. Like, and it like it like changes tone. (laughs) Like he's like whistling at the same time. It's really, really wild. I have a a couple more Um, from him that he says. He says, "I am the Senate." (laughs) <laughs> he says, or and then and then that part where uh, Mace Windu, he's like, no, no, <laughs> no. I was just about you to say that. You will die. Power. You. Power. <laughs> so, <laughs> he really does have the most quotable, quotable little life. So that those are my favorite uh, from him. But the only other one I have is really the eye of the high ground. Uh, like, don't try it, Anakin. I have the high ground, and you <laughs> underestimate my power. Yeah, that's Ugh. and only and only it's a really, Sith deals really... in absolutes, right? That's like also iconic because that phrase itself is an absolute. Yes, but... and <laughs> Yoda also uses the do or do not. There is no try, which is oh, an absolute. Where's he, where's There's he a lot of absolutes. That? I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking oh, about not in this fifth? movie? Sorry, I was talking about Empire, Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes oh, okay. Back. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I thought you were making a, a snide comment. <laughs> Okay. I've never heard oh, that like, before. That, that's not that they did a call. I mean, they did a lot of callbacks in this movie. So I was like, oh, maybe they, they he said it. They did do a lot movie. of callbacks. Okay. Okay. I see. I would just like to say that I think it's hilarious that between um, so like 
in the beginning of the Attack of the Clones, Mace Windu is like, we're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. And then at the end of all of this, like Yoda is doing backflips and like chopping and off heads General and stuff. Yoda. And it's like, hey, yo, like, <laughs> like uh, we are officially soldiers now. <laughs> like, we are generals, commanders. We fly ships. We fight wars. Like, yeah, that uh, that irony is not lost. Yeah. So we have veered a little bit away from. Yeah, I think I think um, all of this is topic, great but conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is great conversation. But really quickly, the last thing that I kind of do is um, I like to ask what you um, feel kind of called to do, or like how do you feel called to be more patient after watching this and talking and and those types of things. Well, I think that goes back to what I did pull out of watching this movie, which was that having patience with a purpose is a lot better in accomplishing goals, right? Especially right now, yeah. just in our our time right now in the world going on, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot yeah. of fear. And I don't want to, and you know, Anakin was a good example of someone that had a lot of fear in them and not a lot of patience like we talked about earlier. And so I think making sure that you are being patient with a purpose, having goals set ahead of time, having an end planned out, or at least something that you're working towards. And then one day I do believe that will happen as long as you put some action behind it. Right. You actually work towards that goal. Yeah. Then it's patience. I think it also makes it a little more easy. Right. I, I think it's a little easier to be patient. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that, you know, you'll, be a better person (laughs) you'll have an easier time i think going about life oh yeah for sure i completely agree i i I really think that you saying that was kind of it was a really big eye-opener for me because i i like to think of patience in more of like the like i need to be i need to have faith in in the thing that's coming and i I I think I'm more prone to losing sight of having that purpose and then in turn having like the the, the steps mm-hmm. of action, right? And I think that everybody when you watch this movie, you're so focused on Anakin and you are you're devastated for him, but and we think about how he is being manipulated, but I I really think that you hit the nail on the head in the fact that Anakin is able to be manipulated because he doesn't have a purpose and he's not he's not being patient with a purpose. He's being patient and twiddling his thumbs and that makes him an right. easy target. And I don't think that there's anybody in the world that wants to be an easy target and they don't want the people that they love to be an easy target for manipulation. And so I, I really, I want to be better at being able to have patience with a purpose but also help other people find a purpose. I don't want to be Palpatine and tell them that the purpose is to commit uh, lots of murder um, <laughs> in order to gain the power to save right. the ones they love. But I, I do want to help them understand that, you know, if you're, if you're patient with a lot of the boys that we work with, um, they, they have a really hard time understanding, like I'm doing all these things that you have told me to do. And like, I don't feel like it's working. And so I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. And, and then that leads to a lot of, a lot of difficulties and a lot of problems and I guess that is what we try to help them do is to help them understand that you have to be patient, but you also have to understand that there's a purpose and having those two go together. I really love Very that, good. man. <laughs> well, thank you so much for discussing patience and all things Star Wars okay. <laughs> with me on this podcast. Anytime, Levi. I love talking about Star Wars and, you know, just having a conversation with you. Uh, it's always a good time.
<laughs> Thanks. I hope that all of you are doing well, and I'll see you soon.